So Matt and Lee, why don't you come on down? Give them a big round of applause. It's a long weekend. I guess that's the best we can do. I. Eh? Yeah, there we go. Here we go. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, a bit, a bit high. <laughs> Do you know step stools? I forgot, yeah. Wonderful. All right. Hey, so what we've been doing is we've kind of started a few weeks ago going through that fun friendship and faith series. And it's the idea of just, you know, during, during the last lockdown, I was in the factory and really kind of annoyed and lamenting, praying, for, praying and sort of, God, I don't know what, what to do and this just feels like such a disconnect. And, and really God focusing my attention to three signs, which are kind of our tribe motto, our kids' Sunday services, about fun, friendship, and faith. And it was kind of like, oh. Like he said, well, there you go. Why don't you do that? Was basically the words that I had. You know, like you want something to do, why don't you do that? And I kind of was like, oh, do you got anything else? You know, but that was, but as I kind of leaned into it, those are really simple words. They're familiar words and yet there's so much in each and every one of them we could probably spend a year on on fun wouldn't that be great maybe that's next year was that a prophecy i'll receive it but you know fun friendship you know what it is to be friends with one another what it means to be a follower of jesus and friends with one another and being a friend to god all of those things and then faith last week and and so i wanted to actually just really i really felt like Last week, we, I used um, Hebrews 11 and a little bit of Hebrews 12 as kind of the basis of, of the idea of faith. And in Hebrews 11, if you haven't got a chance to read it, go back and read it. Because what it is, it's this, it's this reminder, this going back when we consider our faith journey and consider faith there's something incredibly beneficial and helpful to remind ourselves that our story is linked to the story of others, which is linked to the story of others, which is linked to the story of others. And, and it was that idea I said last week, you know, one of the things that we've recently clung on to, and there's good in it, but I think we miss a little bit of it, is that idea of our faith journey. It's my personal relationship with Jesus, just me and Jesus against the world. And, and there is some there's some really good to that, but we can, we can miss and we can forget the fact that our stories are linked and we are part of a great and beautiful story that God has started and is continuing through us and beyond us until the completion, until Jesus comes again. And then eternity comes and then the story really gets good. You convinced? No? Maybe? We'll wait and see. And so if you have your Bibles, um, I would love for us to turn to Hebrews again, but this is Hebrews 10. And it's in this Hebrews 10, this, this call to persevere. I will give you guys a chance to talk as well, just a second. <laughs> but Hebrews 10, and we're going to pick up in, I'm going to just sort of paraphrase, it's this call to persevere, verse 19. Um, and it's this idea of reminding us again of who Jesus is, of what he's done, that he um, has entered the most holy place, that he sits at the right hand of the Father. Since we have such a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere, hearts full fully trusting him 
For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled by Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed pure as water, pure with with pure water, sorry. And this is really what I want to hold on to, is verse 23. So let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. All throughout Hebrews, the idea of faith and hope are constantly um, linked. There's a, there's a linking there. So we can think of our faith and our hope. So we hold tight, waver, not waver, without wavering to the hope that we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promises. Man, do we need to be reminded of that, of, of, of any year that's been. Can we, we need to be reminded that God it can be trusted to keep his promises. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people have done. None of you, of course, so that's a gold star in the box. Well done. But encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. And so I, I, we've, we're going to go through the next few weeks of having a couple of people each week come in. And I've given them that kind of, that scripture verse as a, as a bit of a framework. But then just to be able to share a little bit of their story to encourage one another so in, in, in their story of faith, in their journey of faith, how that can encourage us and how we can encourage one another in it. So why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Which one's Matt? Which one's Lee? I suppose that could be. I'm Matt. I have the bigger ego. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love her. I knew I asked you guys for a reason. This is great. I had no warning. I don't mean it. I don't mean it. Yeah, no, uh, I'm Matt, actually. <laughs> And you have the big ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I'm Matt, and this is Lee. Um, and, yeah, what else do you want to know? We kids. Oh, uh, yeah, we have two kids. So we have Amos, who's out in crash, and Ariana, and she's out back there. Um, Amos is three, almost four, and Ari's almost one. Wonderful. Um, yeah. Thank you, guys. I mean, I, I knew it was a big ask to be able to say, can you come up and share? Because there's a lot, a lot of pressure going on with kids and, and sort of um, making sure they're all right. So well done. Right. Nana, granddad, well Thank done. You. Well done. <laughs> Chocolates later. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. All right. Lee? Yes, Lyndon. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you share well, a little bit about you, who you are? And okay. Um, I'm Lee. I'm married to Matt. Um, I oh gosh, how much do you want to know? I I did most of my growing up where we both did in Wellsford. Try not to hold that against us, but or we mention did. it or mention it, yeah. <laughs> um, and I grew up uh, in a Christian family. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think what you want to know. What do oh, you want to know? Just, no, yeah, fun. yeah. Um, all, all the gossip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, we've been married for how long? Six years, six years. just over six years now. Came back, um, went to Nelson for a couple of years, loved it, came back to have the babies and have no regrets about having the babies near the grandparents now. So it's been very awesome. Um, but if you want to talk about my faith, that's been... Um, you actually asked a question last week, and I love... I think it was last week. Um, you asked how people would describe their faith journey in one word. 
and I just like I loved some of the answers. Like I, there was words there that I had never kind of. Oh yeah, okay. No, that's a good way of describing it. I think it was Simon who's not here. I don't think he said challenging, and I thought that is a great description. That's like a word that I would grab a hold of. Is my faith is challenging actually? Um, and Lyndon kind of asked us to talk a little bit about what are the things that have challenged our faith. Um, do you want me to go first? Yeah. Or like, one story that immediately... There's lots of things because life happens, but um, one story I think that comes to mind that I has been a long-term struggle for me is um, many, years, many years ago now, I used to nanny for a family who had five children, and I'll try not to be emotional, um, and about, I think it will be about 10 years, just over 10 years now, that family with young children lost their mum to cancer. And, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Um, and then literally, just over a year later, they lost their dad. And it was a Christian family, strong Christian family. Um, and we went to a lot of prayer meetings and really believed that God could heal them, because I do still believe that God can heal them, you know. Um, yeah, oh, that's kind. Thank you. Um, and yet they died. And these kids, I would say, in various forms, have walked away from the faith. Um, understandably, no judgment there. Um, but that has been something that challenged me at the time and continues to challenge my faith because there, it doesn't wrap up nicely, there's no easy answers. Um, and so I don't want to say something cliche, so I'm not going to. That's, that's part of my story. It's ongoing. Mm. But we keep turning up hey, and believing that God is faithful. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah, I kind of, I, I asked these guys, um, I, I, just to sort of in preparation, gave them you know, a list of some really big open-ended questions to kind of help think about where, where they're going. And, and, and just the idea of um, our faith stories, our faith journeys, when, when Lee, we met during the week, sort of shared that, I just said it's so, you know, if you can share that, because it is that sense of um, in our faith journeys, we're so tempted to try to, like that, wrap something up, put a full stop on it, bring some conclusion to it, and yet, and yet we're still waiting. You know, our, that's what eternity is. Is, is sort of brings, I think it's why, why eternity is going to be so, so special. It's because there will be some answers to really big questions that we walk with. We continue to walk out our journey in faith, but, but eternity is where we might get some, we'll get the answers, sorry, to those big questions of, of why, and yet we still keep coming back. One of the things I sort of, one of the questions I asked these guys was, you know, the idea of, you know, 2020 has been a year that, you know, man, it's just one of those years. You're, I feel like you can use some swear words to describe it and still be okay. I, I sort of, I tell myself that anyway. But what I was sort of wanting to know is really in, in their journeys, in their faith stories, what, how has 2020 influenced or what sort of things have that come, out, come about, you know, whether it's through lockdowns or completely totally changed schedules, all of those things. Um, Matt, why don't you share a little bit about that? Okay, I might actually defer to Lee, because, so I work from home um, normally. So 2020, actually, it's been kind of funny, not that much has changed for me, really, to be honest. Um, 
yeah, like we've Lee's at home with the kids. I think Lee definitely had she was affected way more than I was. Um, you know, while everyone else was like getting used to working from home, I was kind of just you know life as usual. And a lot of my clients, uh, you know, some in America and some in New Zealand, and so just have a bit of a spread. And it, yeah, it was kind of just for in a lot of ways it was very much the same for me, except for like having to queue for the supermarket and things like that. I'd go outside and be like, oh, there's no one else here. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> um, but yeah, Lee, you want to um, talk about? Yeah, I think. Hmm, lots of lessons from lockdown, eh? I think that um, the first one, I, I loved it. It was just home with the kids, it was easy. And then the second one, I was raging because I felt like I've had enough of this now. <laughs> um, but I think the big lesson for me, actually, from lockdown was, um, you know, like, we had... The first lockdown was, was it four weeks? It's a bit of a blur somewhere in there. It's forever, like, forever. Um... And I, suddenly I had all this time, which I've never had in my life, and I am a shocker for saying, when I have time, I will do X, Y, Z. If only I had time. I would, and suddenly I had all this time, and I realised that I actually, I could choose what to do with my time, and what I chose was what I really wanted. And it wasn't always actually, I guess, a good I don't want to say it was a bad choice, but like you know, you think like, oh man, if like in my case, like if these, if I didn't have these little kids, like I would have such a good quiet time. And actually, I had all this time, and still, I wasn't choosing to have a quiet time. And that's not like I'm not like condemning anyone that didn't have a quiet time, or you know, you know what I mean. But I just, it was a massive epiphany for me to realise that we all have the same amount of time. And every day, we choose what we do with that time. And how you want your life to end up is what you choose to do with that time today. That was the big lesson for me from lockdown, which kind of sounds cliche, but I think that has really rocked my world, actually. Like, if I want to, and when I'm an old lady, and I want to look like an old lady who follows Jesus faithfully, then what that actually looks like is getting in his word every day, taking the five minutes that I, I might only have five minutes sometimes, but do you know what I'm saying? Does that, so that was the lesson for me from lockdown. So, yeah. And we kind of talked a little bit about sort of those, those practices, like whether it's a quiet time or getting into scripture and, um, and how those over your faith journey have either changed or evolved or, or how different times or seasons of life have kind of um, made those things sort of alter. And I think, Matt, you shared a little bit of a practice that you found really, really helpful. Yeah. Um, I uh, So I grew up in a Christian family as well, and um, you know, I've always had the Bible and things like that. And I've always tried to do those, you know, like the, the read the Bible in a year thing, um, but eventually realized that that was just largely um, a useless practice for me, um, for, like for me personally. I realized that I was like reading a lot of the Bible, but nothing was sticking. You know, I'd get halfway through and then be like, did I read that verse or not? <laughs> and so it just really, it was just like in one ear and out the other, be reading, think about something else. So I eventually decided to change tack and just started reading like smaller portions of the Bible more often. So even like sometimes I would just read like one or two verses and read those same verses over a week to really like understand them and, 
you know, like chew on them through the day and like meditate on them, not in the like, you know, new age meditation way, but, you know, like really so that uh, that stuff sticks because like the Bible, like that will change your life if, you know, if you get it in you. And But I think it's so possible to like just read through bundles and bundles of scripture and not actually properly consume any of it. And um, I, um, I listened to a, like a Chuck Missler thing one time where he said, uh, he was doing a study on Proverbs, and I love Proverbs. And he said, uh, so there are 31 Proverbs, one for each day of the month. Um, he said, read, it, read one of the Proverbs in the morning and then read it again in the afternoon. And like Proverbs, you know, one chapter of Proverbs takes, you know, five, ten minutes to read. He said, and then at the end of the day, look back and find what, of that, what bit of that proverb was applicable to your life that day. Um, and so since then, like, I've read Proverbs almost every day and just really tried to find like the pieces in it that were relevant and and I found that the more I read it then I come back and read the same verse you know the month later and it's kind of changed a little bit or you read a different piece of it and um, you see a new meaning or a new light or something and and that I think um, just having smaller digestible pieces that I can really understand and really take to heart has been has been a big thing for us um, we've recently started doing something similar as well, which has gone back to doing like memory verses, which is yeah, sounds kind of lame. Um, and like my goal was to take again just like a small piece of scripture that had like you know really key principles and and memorize it, um, and then like do one a month. I found that we've had one that has stayed on our mirror for like <laughs> since the start of the year. Every time I go to take it down and I'm like, ah, I think actually I need to keep that one up. Um, especially I found with little kids and, and it is the one. I know, now, now it's all pressure. Um, meaningless, meaningless. No, <laughs> not Ecclesiastes, no. <laughs> no, it's the one, um, the... Quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. And I find myself, especially since having kids, beginning angry quite quick. <laughs> and, and I keep going back to that verse, you know, be quick to listen and slow to speak, trying to listen, what's this kid trying to tell me? Am I missing something? And, you know, I can find myself getting angry quite fast. So just things like that, I think... It's small, it's nothing like mind-blowing or deeply theological, but that really has been something that I think, you know, that's, if you can do that a lot, you know, it's little pieces and that's really started to change mm. my life and our life. Mm. And yeah. Well, how about you, Lee? Anything else? Um, nothing. I, I have always done a lot of journaling and that's actually the thing that's... Um, just been really good for me. It's pretty simple, but I I love that I can kind of look back and see things that God's put on my heart or different things that have happened in life, and just see markers along the road that where He's been faithful to me, and so that I'll oh, kind of like the song that we were singing this morning. He's faithful then; He'll be faithful now. That's been the that's the thing that stands out to me. Right? Yeah. So, how is journaling kind of how, how do you how do you outwork that practice? Like with like you said with. Um, kids, when do you fit it in? Where do you and do frequently. it? Frequently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I literally, now, from my lessons that I learned in lockdown, I just, I, I steal a moment. If um, sometimes my dad comes and takes Amos out on the farm, Ari's asleep, I go, 
here's my moment. And I just kind of sit with my Bible and my journal for however long they'll let me and just kind of see what see what happens. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I think it's been realistic with that too, eh? Because like totally. sometimes you actually just don't get five minutes. Totally. Day. Yeah. But it's that, uh, like I think having things as like a hard and fast rule can kind of turn it into like a chore, yeah. I think. And it's not so much doing it for doing its sake. Yeah. Um, but when it becomes like a practice, you know, I think it's I, the choosing. To I honestly that. think that I miss it too. Like I notice. Um, if I just don't have a moment to kind of reset or just get in front of God, my heart's in a different place. And so my attitude with my kids is different and the way I parent is different, all of that. So like, it's kind of, it's worth it just to get through the day. <laughs> do, you know what, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it doesn't have to be a big thing, I don't think, just to like get my heart in the right place. And yeah. Wonderful. And, and how about, I mean, you guys have shared some amazing sort of really great practical things. And one of the, one of the other questions I sort of asked, which um, you guys have sort of said was, was really uh, something that made you think or talk together about, was that idea of, of the wisdom that you've, you've gleaned along the way and maybe that others have shared with you. Um, and, and sort of that wisdom that you'd love most to be able to share with either someone else who's on an, uh, an earlier stage of their journey or, or even like sort of looking back and thinking, man, I wish I knew that. Do you know we all have those things in our faith journey that, oh, I wish I knew that, you know, now. Or I wish I knew then what I know now. Or I wish I've, you know, those experiences. Do you guys have anything? Yeah, um, and I've been thinking about that since we've spoken as well. And, uh, we both sort of said, you know, like, just read your Bible is, is a pretty big one and even if it's just like I was saying before little small things um, because like there is just so much wisdom in the Bible especially like Proverbs is a book of wisdom and so reading that is huge but um, for me one thing that really did change how I guess my relationship with God and, and that side of my faith was um, when I learned to be more honest with God I think when I was like when I was younger in earlier days of my faith, I had this idea of like what uh, a good faith should look like, um, and like without these big gnarly questions and things like that. And you know, then sometimes you get these little like whispers in your ear, like, "Are you sure that makes sense?" Or like, "What you know, what's up with that? Why does this not work out?" And when I I, I realized like God is big enough to handle your disappointment. And he's certainly big enough to hang, handle your criticism, and not in like a, a blasphemous way. But I think, uh, like, our relationship with God needs to be real, and it's okay to, you know, be like, "This sucks," and "This is really hard," and it doesn't make sense, and like, I don't get why you would do that. It's totally horrible. And um, yeah, I think that once I started getting more into that, my, it started becoming more of a relationship. I think. Um, Someone told me once uh, when I was praying to, to sit a chair in front of you and like talk to the chair as if you're talking to a person, which I don't do anymore. But that, that idea of like talking to God or having a conversation with God really changed how I prayed. Um, there's a story in the Bible which has always fascinated me when um, Moses is talking to God at some point and God's like, right, the Israelites, I'm done with them. I'm just going like, to wipe them off the face of the earth and start again, and you are going to be you know, my new line. And then Moses talks to God, and he's like, whoa, 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 hold on. Like, maybe 
we shouldn't annihilate all the Israelites. There might be a better way. And uh, like theologically speaking, there's a lot of debate about did Moses actually change God's mind? But I just like the, like that side of God is very personal and very personable. And like that, to me, it sounded like a conversation between friends where God is just like so angry and he's done. He's like, no, these people, they suck. You know, they just keep turning away from me. They're useless. You're the bomb. And then, and Moses is like, hold on, no. And, and that like, I don't know, I just think it made God more real for me and more, more personal. Like he, you know, you can talk to him. You can come with these frustrations. It doesn't have to be nice and pretty. And yeah, you can give him the hard questions. You can like, he can take it. Lee? Um, I think for me, if I was to go back and talk to my younger self, um, it's quite, I feel like we've said it already, but honestly, it's just read your Bible. I, I feel like I was blessed and yet inundated with like uh, worship, sermons, podcasts, you know, like we have it all available to us and I love it, but it, at the end of the day, it's people's take on God's word and so reading God's word and praying for wisdom and how to like read it and all of that that's if I could go back and say to myself I don't know 15 years ago just read your bible woman and don't <laughs> you, the other stuff can fall by the wayside honestly if you read your bible it will cut you open and it will change you that's yeah and can I actually just yeah. take one more thing on there I think like particularly for for younger people like early teens early 20s like find someone older than you mm. like much older than you <laughs> Who has, who has like a strong faith and has done it before, and talk to them and, like, hash out those hard things with them. I was very blessed and fortunate to have some really strong Christians in my life that were much older than me, um, and encouraged me in a real way, you know, to, and would just keep pushing me and challenging me, you know, is that, is that right or you know, I think people. There's definitely something to say about people who have done it before, been there, done that. And even like if, I think if you are an older person, like we're all older than someone, so I'm not <laughs> picking these. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> but like, please be looking for younger people that you can build a relationship with. Like, there's, there's so much generation gap now, and it is so important that older people have younger people and vice versa. Like seriously, just please look because the, the, so many kids fall through the gap. I was a um, youth group leader for many years, and I have watched many kids fall through the gap because there was just no one to pull them up. And it, we both benefit. We all benefit. I think. Hey, that's yeah. and that's a really cool thing that you find in church that I don't know if you actually often find yeah. it elsewhere. Is this real mix of um, generations talking to each other? And I remember one time we went to um, oh, and Pip, I don't think they're here today, but we uh, went to, Maz used to pastor up a church in um, North, Shore. North Shore, yeah, and we lived down there, and, and we went there the first time trying to find a new church, and we came in and they talked to us, and like afterwards, they were like, oh, come sit down and, you know, have a coffee, and we didn't talk to anyone our age, we were talking to like, uh, Maz and Pip and their peers and then another couple who are older than them again and I remember walking away and being like man we just had this like really great conversation and time with this huge spread of generations and 
I don't know, you don't see that often in, in other circles, I think. And it's really something that when, when you see it in churches, especially like more family churches, I think it's a great sign of a healthy church is, you know, people interacting across generations. Wonderful. All right. Man, haven't they done well? So uh, this is the question that I haven't prepped you for, but I'd love just to sort of hear is... Um, this is the answer is, we haven't prepped you for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just that if there were one thing that you're, you know, we, I spoke about the hope, or, or in Hebrews in last week, that idea of there's so much, the, you know, the unseen or the, the, that's yet to come, the thing that's yet to come. What for each of you is one thing that you'd love to see or experience in, in the future, in your journey, in your faith story. Ooh. Think about that for yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I think I might actually agree with that. I I really am interested in and and often struggle with the idea of like healings and the miraculous events like the old testament is full of these crazy signs from god like fire from heaven all this crazy stuff and the new testament as well but in a very different way but i think there's something we don't see a lot in the west as like healings and things like that i think that that side of god i'd love to see more of i'd be very excited to see more of i've seen small healings and things like that and have experienced some personally but yeah nothing huge that that would be really that's something I really hope to see more of yeah I think I actually agree I'm just about <laughs> not much variety there but which no, is I a miracle yeah, is yeah, that what yeah, you mean yeah, English yeah, like yeah, oh yeah. it's miraculous yeah, you agree that, yeah. <laughs> yeah no I think yeah. yeah now I think as well I'm just looking forward to seeing Lord willing raising kids that love Jesus too and that's kind of that would, if my kids grow up to love Jesus, then that's pretty. That's a pretty significant part of my journey. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Well, why don't we all stand? And actually, can you two pray for us those things that you'd love to see for yourself over all of us? Sure. That'd be cool. So why don't we stand? Um, Lord, I just uh, I really thank you that we have you know, the privilege to, to be able to come here without, you know, fear of persecution. And um, we have an amazing community here with good people and um, good friends. Mm. Um, Lord, I just really pray that you would, um, yeah, that you would show us these these things that we'd, that we'd grow in faith and that in return, you know, we'd, we'd start to see crazy things happen, Lord. Um, I pray that you would really move in our church and in our nation, Lord, that we would see people start coming back to you and realizing the value that there is in, in, a, in a relationship with you, Lord. God, I, I just thank you that you're faithful. Um, whether we feel it, when it's hard, when it's easy, all of that, I thank you that you are faithful to us. And I just pray that you would give us eyes to see it and hearts that are soft in your hands so that we can just be open to what you're saying to us and and give us eyes as well God to see the ways that you are faithful in the in the day to day and help us to just continue to press on Lord um, on the days when it's rough <laughs> mm.
Father, I, I thank you for, for Matt and Lee. God, I thank you for their stories with you. That That is part of our story with you, and, and our stories are part of your story, God. God, I thank you for, for the hope that each of us is longing to see. God, and I thank you that you are the confidence that we have that can, that can hold on to that, God. God, I pray for those who are standing in this room right now who they themselves need you to come and move miraculously in their life, whether that's through physical healing, whether that's through a relationship restored or a way made for them through finance or jobs or what, whatever. God, would you come now and would you move? I feel like for some of you, you, you've kind of heard Matt and Lee's story and there's just maybe one thing or, or one word that was said or one story that was told that it was like, ah, oh, there was kind of like a push and you, and you felt it deeply. Know that that is the Holy Spirit moving in your life that is wanting to, to move in your story, wanting to make a way in your story. So Father, I pray a blessing over each and every person who's standing right now, God. God, I pray that you continue to pull back our perspective of what it is to be a follower of Jesus and to have a faith story, that those stories are threads that are linked together, that are linked together, that are linked together, that have gone on from the beginning of time and will continue to when you come again. God, I pray that you continue to use us, as Hebrews 10 says, to motivate one another to love and to good deeds, that we would, we would persevere until the day that you come again. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen.